As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins. Till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with sets and things. Slapping their wings this on is, uh, They can be like bathing suits What they, you know what? <laughs> Finish it up <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take what them they, off What the hell? What they show is, is revealing But what they conceal is vital Right, so <laughs> Hello Everybody Shield Kapadia with Birds with Friends If you're wondering why I am doing the intro It's because today is roster cut down day and we know that is in Bo's wheelhouse that is in Zach's wheelhouse that is not in my wheelhouse so I will be playing the role of uh, let's say like an Andre Miller you know I'll be setting you up I'll be uh, using Post game. The, big, the big caboose to uh, back back some people down and we will get to that we will go position by position for the entire Eagles roster Bo and Zach will be naming names. I will be playing a game of, is this a real person? Is this not a real person? Did this person actually make the team? So we will get to all of that. But I, of course, don't care uh, how Bo is doing or how Zach is doing. But I do care how the Marissa Morris household yes. is doing. Hey, baby. <laughs> the big news of the day. Yes. Coming Thank you. Thank you. Cleveland, Ohio, Michael Dunn. <laughs> Number 68. You can go to the website right Number now. Number one on your reading The article. ClevelandBrowns.com. <laughs> leading the site. You scroll down. You look. All right. Offensive <laughs> line. Uh, seventh guy listed. I'll, you know, maybe send a note. Let's let's get that uh, moved up there in the offensive line. But makes the 53 out of camp for the first time in his career. Marissa Morris. What has the, the Dunn Morris household been like today? And how does it feel? It's pretty amazing five camps and this is his first time making the 53 um you know he had like he he signed to the 53 at the end of last season but and obviously played in the playoff game but you know going through camp is tough and there's a lot of talented players that don't make rosters and you know he's been cut he's felt like you know that feeling of getting the call on cut down day that you know everybody dreads so 
to have this accomplishment is <laughs> Bo is <laughs> Bo is still has access to these things that he clicks it's things true. on the screen. I'm just, it's true. It's like a it's just like a um, bottom line of truth. It says was there ever a down? He's the best O lineman in the league. <laughs> well, thanks. I was, thanks I was to Owen thinking, for that comment. But um, I, what are you saying, Zach? I was thinking about you guys a lot today, and and I, I thought Bo's story did a really good job humanizing it. But you know, as reporters on this day, like we're I understand it's the nature of the job. You know, everyone who signs up for the NFL or has an NFL contract knows this day is coming, but you really see the human element of it when we interact with you all the time. Like the, the, the angst that that's associated, it's not just a tweet about, you know, this player was cut and this player was, was retained, was retained. There's so much that goes into it. So I, I think yeah. being on this podcast with, with you has really humanized that experience. Well, it's actually pretty funny because, I so he was at the facility today and you know like he hadn't gotten a call so like we were thinking good news you know but I found out like it was official by like Twitter like he hadn't ha he didn't have his phone <laughs> oh so, so like I'm like I'm waiting to go to the grocery store and I like can't get off my phone and I'm like refreshing the feed constantly like searching hashtag browns on Twitter and it finally came out like my heart you know they let their roster so, out early yeah, thank God, because I don't think I could have done like another hour of that. I um, think that was clearly a favor to Birds with Friends uh, and yes. Birds with Friends listeners. I mean, I think Definitely. the only team in the NFL who just, you know, what what time was it? It was like, it was like two noon. something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two was, they're just like, yeah. here's our whole 53-man roster. I mean, come on. Nobody he does that. That like, had it, to be it, a They should have just tweeted, he made it, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he has worked so, so hard, and it's just like, unbelievable to see you know how he's never given up and i'm very very proud of him so is uh, he is is he uh being emotional in the room with you is he uh, <laughs> so is, he's is actually, he rolling his eyes he's actually in the room with me but he is on his phone and i told him mm. to go in the other room so he could watch this because there's a lot of exciting things on this um show today that he's going to want to hear about so what uh, Marissa means well, let's, let's, is he studying the playbook. Uh, right. Andrew, yeah. Kevin, if you're listening, he's <laughs> yes. working on those and pass we know you sets. Are. Yes. Uh, you know, making sure he's ready. So he that watches when his number so is much. Called. Yes, he watches so much film. <laughs> I, I watch so much film with him because it's like, it's always on his iPad. But um, I feel like, you know, that's just a testament to all the hard work he's put in. And I'm very happy for him. And I'm happy that, you know, the Browns believed in him last year and, you know, he's had great coaching, great teammates. So uh, excited to see what the rest of and the And so holds. five years, like all these different trials and tribulations, three different leagues, all these different teams cut so many times. He finally makes the week one roster. And yet tomorrow is going to be an even bigger day in yes. his life than today. Is that correct? Yeah. Um you know, everyone, like you make the Ross. I mean, and especially I saw the tweet this year, like you never know, like, because there's an extra week of camp or not of camp camps over, but there's an extra week between now and the start of the season, because there's that not, there's not that fourth preseason game. So there's going to be a lot of roster shuffling, obviously between now and the start of the season, but you I, know, I was talking about, I was talking about something else. Oh. Uh, you, there's a new purchase that's even more important than oh, him making oh, the roster. Oh, Is that oh. fair? <laughs> yeah. For those of you who read the story. So those of you who read this story, so we are in a furnished apartment and um, <laughs> the one room had a queen bed and the other room had two twin beds. So that was not going to cut it because he's an offensive lineman and 
just we could not fit in a queen bed. He's a big, bed. strong, powerful man. So we combined the queen bed with the um, twin bed and made like a mega bed. And tomorrow we are officially getting a king size bed. So it is very exciting. Yes. Someone is coming to install it so he doesn't have to do it. Uh, yeah, he can't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Man, that's yes. impossible. Uh, I liked yeah. that. That was Marissa getting a taste of what it's like to be Zach and I, where Bo is referencing something. You have no idea where he's going <laughs> with it, what he's talking yeah. about. You try to play along, but then you move on. Well, of course. Uh, also, I mean, she might not want that to be public consumption right, either, yeah, right? That, like, yeah. like, oh, I don't was, care. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Yeah. But, so. But this is just the prologue, right? Like uh, both stories, just the prologue. This story is just beginning. So yeah. this is not, this by no means is the high water mark. And we will be following along closely. <laughs> of bullet. course, all Trace your bullet had a great comment in the chat. Michael Dunn, snuggler, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> sources, sources say yes. <laughs> well, I, I want to thank everybody for all of the kind words because it really is, you know, really nice like this you know birds with friends community and everyone being so nice and it's uh greatly appreciated so you made now me let's cry to get to the eagles roster come on there's a lot to talk about we'll have to decide whether he's the official offensive lineman of birds <laughs> with friends the official afc north offense the official mm. cleveland brown the <laughs> official nfl player i mean we we will get to that we have a long way to go like zach said you know there, there will be uh many more chapters to be written. All right, you can get your congratulations in there in the comments. I guess we have to talk about the Eagles. Of course, this is a letdown after the uh, exciting <laughs> open there, but we will go position by position. It was not the most exciting, uh, you know, roster formulation day. I don't know that there were any huge surprises, but there's always some notes. I'm sure there will be something that Bo will find a way to um, get irrationally upset, angry uh, one, yeah. about. He's got one. There you go. And of course, Zeberm will give us the uh, the nuts and bolts on everything. So I'd say we just get started. Let, let's start with the quarterbacks because we have not had a Birds with Friends mm -hmm. since the Eagles pulled the trigger on a blockbuster, baby. Sixth round pick, right? Sixth round pick? Conditional sixth. Conditional correct. sixth. Could be a fifth. Fifth or, if he plays more than 50% of the snaps in three games this year. Gardner Minshew. So what do we think? What do we think about this move? Uh, what it says about the team. Does it say anything? Was it a wise use of resources? Bo, you, you look like you got some stuff to say. Why don't we start with you? Well, I thought that I thought it was interesting. And I'm curious to hear what you uh, have to say about Minshew because you have probably watched him more than we have. But the, th the, cra the, the most interesting thing to me was how low the price was. Um, I mean, to me, he seems like a guy who you would be very happy to have as your number two. I mean, he was a he was a like slightly below average starting quarterback for like 14 games over the course of two seasons. Uh, that's pretty good for uh, a backup quarterback. He's on a rookie deal for the next two seasons. Uh, so there were there were two things that made it interesting to me. One is I'm surprised that that was the best offer, that there weren't other teams who were more interested in him. And two, it sort of made me think about the Eagles drafting of Clayton Thorson and the reasoning for drafting Jalen Hurts. Because like, if you think about it, like on the night that Jalen Hurts was drafted, if Jalen Hurts turned out to be Gardner Minshew, like that would have been a good result, right? Like a very good backup on a cheap rookie deal. And yet that the was mark the reasoning for drafting him. They said. Right. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. And the yeah. and the turn and and their whole reasoning for that was because how important the backup quarterback position is 
and yet he was available for anybody to trade and the market value was a fifth slash sixth. Um, so I don't know if that means there's, you know, Minshew is worse than, than we think he is, or it's like the valuing of, of the way that the Eagles value the backup quarterback position is way off from the rest of the league. Zebra. So I, I thought it was a good move, right? For the reasons that I agree. You guys said to, to get that type of player uh, for that price. And the key too is, is that he's, he's under contract for 2022. So no matter who the starter is next year, whether it's Jalen Hurts, whether it's someone else, there's a faction of people who think it might be Gardner Minshew. But if it, assuming it's not Minshew, he's a very affordable backup quarterback next year. I, I, I know the, there's the natural question is, well, like, why even have Joe Flacco? Why didn't they just do this in the spring? I doubt this was available in the spring. I, I I don't read much Jags coverage, but the Jags coverage I was I was reading suggested that Urban Meyer really wanted to have this like uh, he wanted to have someone push. He was throwing Trevor away Lawrence, reps, right? just throwing yeah. Away. Well, he could have brought Bo down and said <laughs> Bo is going to compete. <laughs> sure. with the, I mean it was a sham from the get go. So I, but, I don't know but that he, he wanted needed someone at a exactly. certain level. So, I don't. I don't no disrespect Bo. Yeah. <laughs> so. So anyways, I, the, the trade makes sense. Nick Sirianni said today that he starts, he starts off as the number three quarterback. Minshew, known to be a competitive guy, was, uh, was said to, uh, to not be happy being the backup, right? Well, I can't imagine he's going to be enthused. Being he wasn't going to drop a deuce all, all summer because <laughs> yes, exactly. he didn't want to be number two. I can't imagine he's, <laughs> he's, he's an enthused being the third, but in theory, there's a – uh, clearer path to a potential starting job here than there is in, in most situations. Yeah. So I, I think on the surface, it's a, it's a perfectly fine move, uh, a perfectly fine use of resources with, which I tweeted out and just the BWF army uh, firing back hashtag resources. So I'm glad that that is still alive. I, you know, it's like Bo said, I mean, it's the reason why not to go back on the Joe Flacco signing. It's the reason why you did not need to make that move when you right. did for that uh, money. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really the reason why we were critical of the uh, Jalen Hurts pick at the time, you know, because they were, remember, now we can look at, you can look at it and say, well, we'll look at it now. Now they have a starting uh, quarterback. Maybe he'll be good. And, and that, you know, that is certainly fair. That's not why they made the move. They did not think Carson Wentz was going to be off the roster in a year. They drafted yep. Jalen Hurts because they wanted a, a inexpensive backup quarterback, which is a bad use of resources when they thought they were going to be a competitive team at the time with the starter that they had. So it's just like there are other avenues to explore this. Uh, you know, I, I believe I, I didn't see it, but Howie Roseman made the, the quarterback factory joke uh, today. Right? I mean, I, I don't like giving an organization credit for like being like, oh, they value the quarterback position. You know what? Every organization in the NFL, the, the, every organization values the quarterback position. Now, I would say they do take more flyers on these types of guys to Bo's point. I mean, anyone could have uh, had him for this price and and maybe the Jags just did a bad job. Maybe uh, Dave Caldwell, who is with the Eagles now, just called the Jags at the right time and said, "Here, hey, here's what we'll give you. I mean, I don't think we should be giving the Jaguars a lot of credit for really exploring the entire trade market and knowing how to leverage the situation uh, or anything like that. But I think it's a fine move. Now, it is interesting uh, on a few different uh uh, levels here because if, if you do believe Nick Sirianni and the competition thing, then you would think that he would at least get to compete for the backup role. And, um, you know, we, we don't know that that's going to be the case uh, or not. And then the other thing is like, 
I do, this is a part I do like is that uh, they're not worried about hurt feelings or how is this going to affect, you know, a Jalen Hurts or a Joe Flacco. And that I like because there was way too much of that during the Carson Wentz era. I mean, they don't make this move if Carson Wentz is the starter, right? They probably would be like, wait a minute. Did you see what he said when he was competing with Trevor Lawrence? Like, I don't know. And NFL teams do think like this with the backup. Like there are organizations who think we want that back, that backup's job is to support the starter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, be the guy with the tablet on the sideline or the guy he can talk to if he can't go to the OC or the quarterback's coach. And uh, I always, th- yeah, right. Yeah. That, that type of model, right. That, you know, the teammate, the locker room. And then there are others who would just say, let's just get the best players and see what happens. Now it depends if you have an entrenched starter or don't have an entrenched starter. They obviously do not. They're giving Hertz a shot here, but um, I do prefer just bring in the guys who you think have a shot and, uh, and see what happens now statistically, my opinion of Minshew, I think he could be like a competent starter. I, I don't know that there's like, you know, any type of big upside with him. Uh, I think that's, upside, but that's great. Yeah, that's yeah, great right. for the price. And, right. and uh, he was certainly not in a great situation in Jacksonville and he performed like a below average starter, but not a train wreck. If you look at it, I know some of the traditional numbers are very good on him. If you look at some of the advanced stuff, whether it's QBR EPA per play, he was probably more like the 25th, 26th, 27th best starter in the NFL. But again, uh, that's perfectly fine for the price you paid. So, um, he's added to the mix and uh, I think it's a fine move. You know, if nothing else, you have a backup quarterback for 2022 for the price of a fifth or sixth round pick. And that's great value. Do you think, uh, you know, Howie mentioned it today as as part of the deal, like the uh, you know the COVID policies. There's a there's a chance you lose a guy. Do you think do you think that moved the needle for them at all? I think they make the deal regardless. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, I, think well, I, I was reading a comment that yeah. th- this guy said he got. Uh, he hopes this episode is a remarkable one because he got stood up on a booty call. Yeah, big flex. Oh. Is that a big flex by him? And it feels yeah. sort of like a first for birds with friends. I can't imagine. This is a scenario that's played out a lot for. Yeah, I'm not YouTube so sure our guys. listeners are getting that many booty calls. <laughs> perhaps oh, he I, told her. Geez. <laughs> perhaps he told her, "Look, come over and watch Birds with Friends," and that was the reason why the booty uh, call was canceled. Or, yeah, or she, or she's, up. she started she he, watching. And she's know, like, you know what? I don't want to meet up. I got to sit here and watch the rest of. This. I was gonna mm. say she, you know, <laughs> looked on Twitter and said, "Oh, I didn't realize there was a live mm. pod at uh, eight and said, uh, you know, let, let's do this another night or in about three hours once the episode's over." Yeah, so uh, if you have a shared experience, go ahead and keep it clean and you can mention it in the, uh, in the hashtag comments BWF, there. Hashtag BWF booty call. Oh, I was thinking about it. I was yeah, I thought it. we were going to go yeah. shield spot still there for, for that one. All right. That's anything else on the uh, quarterback position. Did, did you find it uh, notable that they named uh, Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback? Well, I want to ask you guys this, uh, and I and I put this in uh, I put this in the story. How much do you think the hesitance to name Jalen Hurts the starter was a reaction to like the debriefing of everything that went wrong with Carson Wentz and coddling him too much and giving him things too early and potentially like an overreaction? They, they didn't want to give the keys to the franchise to some to some young guy, you know, so early on. I don't believe that it was a reaction to that, to be honest with you. I, I think there were a few factors here. First off, I, I believe Nick Sirianni wanted to emphasize competition and probably felt it would be disingenuous, for lack of a better term, to annoy a starter who hasn't been your starter before, right? 
without like said like he he wanted that manufactured competition even though like he said today Hurts has taken every first team snap right uh, so right it, it, and he said that announced. on the first day of yeah. training camp that and, that was the expectation and then the second factor here is that I do think there was a period of time when they didn't know the direction they were going in quarterback right like they if if they put all their eggs behind Jalen Hurts and they traded for another player, be it Deshaun Watson or be it somebody else, uh, how does that go over, right? I, I, I do think they wanted to to leave that somewhat ambiguous, and it did become, I don't, know if clear, I don't know if I would say clear, but it became more apparent over time that Jalen Hurts was going to be the quarterback here this season. Yeah, I agree with Zach. I don't think it has anything to do with Wentz in this situation. I think it's a matter of, uh, they were keeping options open if they were to make a deal for another quarterback like Deshaun Watson, depending on how that situation went. And then the other thing is like, you know, let's say you name Jalen Hurts the starter uh, in the spring and then training camp comes around and preseason comes around and Jalen Hurts is a complete disaster. And I don't know, maybe, you know, Joe Flacco actually did play. I will give him this. He played, he performed better than I thought he was going to perform. He played well in, in the games. So if yeah. there's a situation like he showed that, everyone all, all over the world, that's an exterior. Yes. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> yes. So, so you know, if there's a situation on. like that, I, I don't for think those who didn't see it, right, for those who didn't see it, he said of Joe Flacco, he showed the world what he could do in the third preseason game. This yeah. guy who won a Super Bowl, people were watching him in the preseason <laughs> finale against the Jets. <laughs> So you, I think you never want to be in a situation where you have to explain to the locker room, hey, this person didn't earn, especially yeah. when you're a first-year coach, this person didn't earn their job, but they're going to be the starter anyway. And so uh, I actually never really had a big issue with the way he uh, he went about that. Okay. Running um, backs. No, go ahead. I was just going to get to the running backs. Miles Sanders. Are we going Kenny? Does he prefer to be called Kenny? Kenny. He prefers Kenny. Correct. Okay. Uh, I would say underrated name, I would say. Kenny. I like a Kenny. No? Do you prefer Kenny to Kenny like or Ken? Uh, yeah, I like a Ken. I like a Kenny. Yeah, okay. I feel like Ken Bone ruined Ken's for me. Okay. Uh, Kenny Gainwell and uh, Boston Scott. So, uh, Bo, do you need to cheer? Were you celebrating when Jordan Howard was not on the roster? Oh, we have to. By the way, at what point do we get to the winner of the uh, oh. beat writer? Are you really announcing that on the show? Uh, yeah, I can. Would you like me to? Actually, it's good because... Well, I'll explain. Um, Both you know, did well. People have been asking. People have been asking. And, you know, let the people a, know what this is for those, you know. So, the people who don't know, and who, who how could you not know at this point? But uh, there's a contest every year for the 53 man cut down. Uh, the, the beat writers can enter. It's a $5 entry fee, I think we're allowed to say. Uh, you got to predict the 53. And I'm the, uh, I'm the defending two time champion. So, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I was. You know, this is what I think about. I think of this as the final exam for training camp. You know, who is who is paying the most attention? Who knows who can get inside Howie Roseman's head the best? Um, and I have to humbly say, I uh, I have to hand over the uh, the championship, the belt, oh. uh, and we are. Uh, no you, got you were a little su You know, when we did sign on, I thought like Bo let me on, and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, I actually this is legitimate. I said, is everything okay? <laughs> because he looked very. I don't know if there's anything else, but he looked very sullen, and I was just wanted to make sure. You know, I think he just he just goes hello when I signed it's on. True. Yeah. No hello, no. Doctor, well, I like I, I no take I take this seriously. I really wanted oh. to win. Um, okay, so All right, go ahead. I, uh, Sorry. unfortunately. Uh, no, but you guys know this. We have the uh, the winner waiting to join the show. 
Um, so wow. congratulations humbly to this year's King of the Beats. <laughs> Wait, is it Bo? Oh, you say oh my gosh. Or is he handing it? The roster cut-down game is worth trying to play. You try to predict which Eagles players have to say bye. Why so sad? Remember you had a fair chance to win on cut-down day. Now you're making me glad. Well, Remember despite your attendance, I'm your man. Guess who's back? Fifth. You'll remember it belongs to me. Guess who's back? Can't you tell? You'll remember all the beats who fell. Jack Stoll's rise, Howard's fall. I have seen the moves through it all. And when push comes to shove, I will win the roster contest thrice to remind you of my dove. Da 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 You say this shtick is fading and I can't go on. You'll still be the one complaining because of Bradley Sean. And no, don't change the subject. Cause this is my favorite subject. My sweet roster subject. My loyal royal subject. Forever and ever. And ever, and ever, and ever, I'll be back like oh before. God, I will fight the fight for the top score, for your love, for your praise. And I'll love you through the doggy days when you're Johnson, Pat, not bad. Making the roster sure is rad. Cause when push comes to shove, I will still complain about Coyote Awashika to remind you of my love. Da 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 ya da. Three in a row. Congratulations. All right. Honestly, so. I texted you today and said, you got 51. Did anyone get more than 51? And Bo was like, no, it's not me. Uh, clearly, clearly, he was just waiting. You know the expression, act like you've been there before? For someone who's been there before, Bo does not act like he's been there before. Right? Well earned. Congratulations. out of 53, uh, and there were uh, three <laughs> people, someone, including you, Zach, who finished with 49. So 
Actually, there's... for 50. Oh, sure? oh, one off. So if it was one off on his I own. Have you as, I have you as having Andrew Adams, T.Y. McGill, Travis Fulgham, and Jordan Howard. Jordan That's Howard. Four, mess- four misses. Uh, well, no, but I, I got 50 that were on the roster because I had – T.Y. McGill, yeah. if we no, can no, debate no, whether T.Y. McGill, I do not think that T.Y. McGill, but it doesn't matter. You're behind by two yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> but T.Y. McGill, uh, I don't viewers, think it's listeners, if you can think of any way where we can uh, turn this against Bo, maybe some way he would have cheated, uh, miscounted, <laughs> anything like that, please chime in and chime in heavily. And uh, really, don't uh, don't spare. Uh, I know, do. Go I, all I, out. I think we got to take a second. To just appreciate how impressive this is. Well, wait, I want to know who and is the Kyle? song. Like, I know, like, I mean, <laughs> well, that was the worst just, singer in the world. Most no, likely. that was so like the creative genius you have, Bo, is unreal. Like, Marissa, obviously, no. I, <laughs> Marissa, this isn't the Marissa, Camp Wade there's podcast. enough. There's enough of me okay. today. Let's just. <laughs> uh, I like was laughing so hard when he sent that over. Also, just for our uh, YouTube listeners that can see that Bo is currently wearing a crown. And what is that thing called? It has a specter, scepter, scepter yeah. whatever it's called. He went to the store to buy those this mm-hmm. afternoon. That's correct. Not like roster cut down is like the busiest day for beat raiders. But I was Bo waiting me- for the transcript to come out from Bo Howie. Made- <laughs> Bo made the time to go purchase ground. Now, who counted all the? Um, you know, I have them. I have them, but I will send that. out. I will send out the. Uh, I have the spreadsheet. I'll send so it out I to the whole group. So I, I just Mine counted. was published I, on the Athletic. Okay. I had 50 players. I had 50 players right, not including McGill. How is that possible if you missed four people? Uh, I mean, I, I can count with you if you want. That'd be bad. Uh, yeah. Zach, you, Zach, you have you Jordan Howard, time. Andrew really? Adams. T- okay, I see what you're – well, because – no, because McGill is not on the 53. You're counting McGill. I'm not, no, I'm not. I, I, am, I am not. All right, I'll send you the spreadsheet, Zach, but it's... Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Good. Uh, somebody look into this. If anybody, you know, is into, uh, you know, if you, if you volunteer at your local precinct for the elections, anything like that, or, or uh, you know, know about the funny business that can occur in these types of contests. It's like you missed four guys. <laughs> We've got to have a specialist out there who can turn this against. You missed four guys. Now, now I do have to say, uh, I do have to say, uh, e- uh, Eagles Nut Greg Richards on Twitter, he did get fifty-two, so he he gets credit, but he official he, he, king. He, did, he didn't enter the contest. So. Okay. The two right. I missed were uh, were well. We can get to Fulgham uh, versus Arthega Whiteside, and then I had Coyote on, and I did not have Tui Pelotu on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my uh, congratulations until I know it's official, but. Um, I'll say, you know, okay job for now. Let's just wait and make sure we're not counting our chickens. All right. Uh, Everyone looks at Zach is going to be distracted. Zach is going to be distracted the rest of the episode. Uh, I can't promise that the rest of this episode is going to go smoothly after that. Uh, So who did you, okay. So who did you miss Bo? Travis Fulgham and who? I had, I had Fulgham on and Arthigo Whiteside off. And then I had Awashika on and Tui Pelotu off. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, running backs, they don't keep Jordan Howard. I guess that was uh, some people did have Jordan Howard on. I would imagine, Bo. Yes. Yes. Uh, so okay. there were there were ten beats who um, who entered the contest. I also kept track of your boy uh, T Max just okay. since he published it. Uh, yeah. Howard was on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the eleven. Zach, okay. did you have Landon Dickerson? 
Uh, he was on NFI uh, for me. Yeah. Oh, well, that, then that doesn't that, count. That's what I know. I'm, yeah. I, I am not counting Landon oh, okay. Dickerson. I'm, okay. I'm counting the players who I had right, <laughs> and I had 50 players correct. I don't think that's, I don't think that's accurate. I'll just... Okay. Tread, what is it? Tread lightly. Uh, this is a very serious. Light. Anyways, regardless, congratulations. Okay. It was, it was, it was well earned. Um, your. I mean, the uh, price that I pay is that this is all I think about. Um. You hit Landon Dickerson being activated, and you hit them cutting Jordan Howard, and you also hit T.Y. McGill getting COVID. So, congratulations. Oh, you don't know that, first of all, you don't know that T.Y. McGill would have made the team <laughs> if, if he wasn't on the COVID list. And second of all, I, I still would have won. I frankly don't think he would have made the team. So Okay. Okay. I don't have much else to say about the running backs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jordan, I think, I think they're fine. Howard I, will be back. Uh, I think, I think they're going to have a fourth. I think we'll I'm see him going. again. Um, but I don't know that he, I think, I think if they see an interesting running back on the waiver wire, they would, uh, they would be happy to add them. The one thing that I want to say, um, just, uh, about the semantics or the, like the mechanics of how the next 24 hours will go. If the, you know, the Eagles have said they're going to, they're going to claim some guys. Um, but in order to claim a guy, they are going to have to cut somebody. The, the waivers process tomorrow at four o'clock. And only after that can you put guys on injured reserve. So you can't like, we're putting Tyree Jackson on injured reserve. We're gonna wave. We're gonna claim a guy off waivers. They're gonna have to cut people in order to claim people, and then they can, uh, then they can add guys once they put people on IR. Okay. So are there people that you think, uh, you know, should not be celebrating too much today, or not? You know, yes. it's obviously a tough situation. You're happy, but uh, you who might not be that. Uh, comfortable at this moment who would those people be i think uh, i think Arthega whiteside is one of those people okay. i think that um i think tui pelotu is one of those people i think one of the one of the linebackers could go mm-hmm. and maybe one of the guys in the secondary maybe a, a josiah scott or a, or even a marcus Epps. okay Zach, depending, uh, depending on what they claim on there who you think is sort of a you know, maybe no, it's one of the toughest decisions for them. I think the king of the beats uh, summed it up well there. I, I, I think. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. Here you, here you. You know, I, I, I think. I might and, need to go full this, King Booker and just to ride this and, out all and year. This ties into Jordan Howard. Uh, one thing that I, I, I do think they were very cognizant of in putting together this roster was the vested, and we talked about this on the last podcast: the vested veteran versus the waiver wire, right? And because if you just look at some guys who who they released and some guys who they kept, um, they very clearly did not want to expose certain players to waivers. There have been situations in the past, uh, like Brett Toth, for instance, in 2019, when they thought he was going to practice squad and Arizona claimed him. Even last year, Noah Tangiai with the Colts, right? So in any event, uh, you know, I, I, I think that they were willing – to cut some of these vested veterans, Jordan Howard, Richard Rogers, um, Hassan Andrew, Ridgeway, yeah, Andrew Hassan, Adams, yeah, exactly. And in favor of keeping guys on rookie contracts, because first off, with practice squad rules this year, like like you can have Jordan Howard on your practice squad this week, promote him to your fifty-three, and oh, I'm sorry, not promote him to fifty-three, promote him to your game day roster. He plays, then he goes back on practice squad. Then you can even sign him next week. Uh, so, so there are, are different things you could do in, in, in that regard. There are, uh, 
there, there's one Tui Pelotu thing that I, I mean, this is extremely in the weeds. We're going to go position by position. Okay, okay, so save fine. that for the, uh, the defensive line. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Thank you for that, Zebra. And we are going to get to, uh, I think, the big story, maybe. It's not a huge story, but the big story of the roster cutdowns, I do think, was Travis Fulgham. Bo, did yeah. any, how many people had Travis Fulgham off the roster? Anybody? Uh, no, a few people did, actually. Uh, people I did not. I did not. Uh, one, okay. two, three people had him off. Okay, so I want to get that uh, to that in a moment. But first, uh, I wanted to give my impressions of the last pod. What, what time was that last okay. podcast recorded? It's like I mean, a two a two amer. I think we need to rethink Later. the preseason strategy. Maybe uh, yeah, that might be uh, right. If nothing, for if we have the same producer, you know, who's yeah. still agreeing to do this podcast at that time, uh, unlikely. If nothing else, and of course, we had some listeners say, you know what, uh, Zberm's right. We need to do a five thirty a.m. Uh, podcast. I, I think it's some only, people. It's only fair. Yeah, so I, I think Bo would be. Uh, you know, not happy with that. Everyone thought Zach would be happy with that. There were some people I saw who were wondering, Marissa and Chill, they said they're kind of wild cards. Do they prefer the late night or the early morning? I'll tell you what, you do a 5.30 a.m., uh, I'll, I'll get to bed early the night before. I'll have the coffee. I'll be ready to go at 5.30. I would love to do that. I, I don't think you would notice any dip in my performance. I might even be a little uh, little more peppy. Marissa, so there's a cop- would you prefer a 5, 5.30 or a 2.30 a a.m.? It does matter to me. Marissa is like, the, you know, this is the old sports writer joke, but she, you know, she's like Kramer when he was just doing like the two hour naps and he didn't really sleep. Uh, you know, I can say that seems to be what her uh, sleep schedule is. Yeah, so, I'm a night person, but I could be a morning person. Too. Okay. Whatever, whatever you guys want, whatever the okay. listeners want, I'm up for. Well, if we ever do this 530 pod, <laughs> Bo can't game this. So it's, it's like, after a Monday night game and he's, he finishes his writing at five. Oh, I don't want that. I don't want that either. Yeah. Okay. No. Cause I, but I, you're hosting the show. Be, that's fine. I yeah. would have so much juice okay. at five 30 in the morning. Yeah. Man. Um, that's, that's, that's my time. Right. So I, I can't text <laughs> anyone then. So, uh, right, we gotta make it happen. I, I would, I would love the pod at that time. I, I would think we should do it for one of the uh, remaining shows we have before the season. You know, once the season gets mm. started, you're in that schedule, but we've got a couple two, three shows coming up uh, before the season. Maybe we do it for uh, for one of those. So you, you can let us know. Would that be a live pod? Would we be on YouTube for that? Or would that be a recording? I think, we, I think we'd have an audience? Overseas. You know, we got a lot of, we got a big overseas listenership. Okay. Well, we could All potentially right. do it this Friday if you want, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll think about it. Listen, I'm not going to be locked into okay. anything, as you know. Uh, I thought there was a drop opportunity from the last episode, mm. Bo saying uh, my underwear is soaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Let, let's Sounds make sure. Right. Yeah, we got to cut that out. I think I see we've got I see we've got Mark Sitko in the chat today. So okay, maybe maybe you can help us out. Uh, I thought you guys uh, were saying right too much. You know, you, you would say a sentence and then say we were right. pulling the two hill. And then they, I don't know. The thing, we, we made fun of uh, Casey Tuhill for that. Oh, uh, yeah, two years you, ago. yeah, you guys were all over that. I'm, I someone counted it for me. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, so somebody yes, else someone. noticed it. I didn't think it was just you. I thought Bo was on the right train as well, but I could be wrong there. Yeah. Never want to okay. be on the right train. Okay. It's a day, you know, because I had to go on Jay Wright's train any day, right? I just said it right. (laughs) I had a professor, uh, I think I've said before in college, who was a big right guy. And so I I definitely noticed it when we overdo the rights. Uh, Bo, you had a comment about Noah Tangiai and said something like, we all thought, uh, I can tell you, I had no opinions on Noah Tangiai. Yeah, you, but you weren't there. So you weren't part of the we. All right. So you're like, you and next time clarify, it's you and Zach. No, I meant we as like the people covering the Eagles. Cognoscenti. Okay. All right. I thought it was a, uh, Bo, you love this roster. I mean, wow. Uh, Really? Like, uh, you know, Zach was making the point that it's, it might not be that hard to get to 53 this year in some churn. And you were like, I don't think so. I mean, they got a, they got a, they got a pick for Matt Pryor today. What are you up to now? Eleven and six, twelve. I mean, we won't do our official predictions yeah. until next week, but that was. Uh, I don't that, know. I mean, it, could, it could be okay. okay. It, it wouldn't be. Hard I think to what. Get to sorry, 53, go ahead. To, to get to forty nine is not difficult, but to get to fifty three—that's mm. the challenge. <laughs> That's, that's how right. I'm trying to be self-deprecating that's good. here. That's good. By the way, I'm, I'm not I think salty. I think what I let what uh what is interesting to me is that I think there is I think there is a good uh, crop of like interesting young guys worth keeping around uh, that may not translate into on-field success. Like there's a huge, there's a huge gulf on this roster from guys who are like first and second years. And then guys who are like very established veterans. There are not a lot of guys who are like third, fourth, fifth years. And that's where, that's where like the actual important strength of a roster is. Uh, if you look at like team success, I think so. I think it's I, I like the way that they are building things based on this year, and I think it could it, it would it'll matter more in future years than it will matter this year. Okay. So, so to that point, and I I don't mean to uh, deviate here or get us off track, but uh, it is something that I I wanted to pro- to propose tonight, and perhaps we can talk about it at a different date. Um, <laughs> that's me reacting to <laughs> you about to propose. To yeah. I thought you were going to uh, make an indecent proposal. So, mm. so after, so after the press conference, like I was, I was really frustrated. Right. And my underwear is my wife. I, so by the way, I, I need to stop saying my wife, her name's Emily. I should refer. I, I don't want to say my, my wife. wife. I think yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So I, so, so, so she says to me, uh, what's wrong? And I said, I, was so frustrated at the question that I asked in the, in the mm, press conference. I didn't love mine either. Because the reality is with these Zoom press conferences, you only get one bullet or you only get, I, I, I get one mic, that term. one shot. You only get one shot, right? So Mom's spaghetti. Uh, I, I don't think I saw the, the, you know, forest for the trees, if you will, right? Like I was, I was fixated on the micro, like how they came up with these decisions. He's in Indianapolis. Little freaking thing I've I, ever seen in my life. I should have, I I should have really focused on the macro, especially because we were talking to Howie. And this is a, a long-winded way of saying what I'm fascinated by is you look at where they started in January, right? And then you look at wh- where they are now. 
what do they make of this roster? If if you said to Howie, yeah. this is what your roster would look like on August 31st, would he have signed up for that? Would he have said, oh, I, you know, that's 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 concerning to me? Would he have said, why are we signing Joe Flacco? And you know, uh, you, well, you he should be list. saying that. So, yeah. so there's so I'm I'm really fascinated by by what the internal perception of this team is because. There is this thought about uh, them being in a transition year, but they're not tanking, and we've talked about that. What they want is they want to create flexibility. That's why you've seen one-year deals. I think there are 18 of 53 players are new to the team this year. Uh, so I'm, I'm real curious internally what they think of, of this roster. Anyways, I'm sorry to go on that tangent. I don't think they would be surprised. I mean, I think they once you decide to trade Carson Wentz and don't have an immediate solution to replace him, you automatically put yourself in this mode and you have an old roster, you have veterans, your best players are all 30 years or older. And so it's just, all right, let's get some young guys, some opportunities and see what it looks like in the summer. I mean, really they're just buying a year. This whole thing is they're buying a year and they're accumulating resources for next off season. Now, if they get surprised in the process with some of this, that's great. That's fine. That does happen. I, but uh, but I think this is kind of what they envisioned probably once they decided that Wentz was going to be gone. Great point by Robin in the chat. Huge difference between saying my wife and the wife. I feel like oh, red, red red flag. If you like, oh the the wife, the old, yes. the old ball and chain. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, agree. yeah. I think my I, is my wife okay. like offensive or no? Something? I think my no no, no my wife not, is fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it, it's yeah. just I, I was listening back to the podcast and I'm like, she has a name, right? I, I keep saying my wife. Well, you yeah. like to open up and share a lot with your personal life, so yeah. I, I could see how <laughs> no, that would. Uh, I could no, see no, how no. that here's would a, here's you. a here's a guessing game for you. How much do you think this scepter cost? It's uh, like where, do, are you it's very cheap you went or no? Uh the the like uh Party City knockoff place on Columbus Boulevard. I would say that cost 5.97. Okay, and what about the crown? Uh, I would say the crown would be a little bit more expensive. Let's say uh 7.97. Mm, a lot of guesses in the chat. Uh Zach, do you have any guesses? No, I don't. The scepter. Is this like prices right? Yeah. Oh, I'm well. generally very good at this. Yeah. I, you okay. know, we play this game at home all the time, but I don't know if I nailed it. Marissa, do you have a guess? See if you can beat Shield. I have no idea, but I just love the fact that you have not put it down. <laughs> <laughs> the, scepter the, cost, the scepter costs $10 and the crown costs $15. Wow. $15? Yeah. Wow. I just want to point something out here, okay? Bo Thank sent... you to The Athletic. I'm, I'll be expensing that. <laughs> uh, Bo sent to our editor and me yesterday his upcoming coverage plan and this guy is loaded with work over the next eight days right like has so much work yeah, Meanwhile, three hours of sleep has, last night he has time to write a song perform a song go to party city to get a costume and send right? me selfies with the crown on <laughs> yes. well you asked for that to be fair well, yes, yes. i didn't just send him out of the blue you needed something so, for the image yeah so that Not that's what's fascinating you, sending you selfies right? <laughs> okay unbelievable yeah, okay. a little pricey pricey ones all right last yeah. two notes i had last two notes i had here uh bo you were made th making this like sirianni howie discussion you know like ooh, what's this gonna tell us about the you think i was overstating that i mean they might ask sirianni for his opinion but uh well i think that of, with I none think... of the hold on with none of these decisions are they saying 
well, Nick said this, but we want to we want to do A, but Nick said B, we're going to do B. I mean, come I on. think I think I think the the Fulgham Arthego Whiteside decision disagrees with you. That, that's so. not really I'm not personifying the decision. I think yeah. I think that was a reflection of taking Sirianni's uh, desires over over what made more sense for the roster. For the I team. disagree. I think if they thought internally that. Uh, Fulgham had this upside that could be reached by a uh, by the you know a, a good coaching staff, and he was going to be able to perform like he did last year. Then he would be. I don't think they would have. Well, that's dumb because he literally has proven that. Well, how do you, I mean, I don't know. This is now you do have, well, to look, maybe you have to look at it. This is two coaching staffs who have sort of given up on him sure. here. Other people around the league. So There's an information deficit. Yeah, story. yeah. I think this is one that we probably should be. Uh, you know, try to do as much reporting on as we can because there probably is a there has to be a reason you would think at this point. Um, but the flip side to that is we do know what JJ Arthega Whiteside is like. Yeah. So even if it even if even if Travis Fulgham is like the worst guy in the world and is like MFN coaches all around the building, I'd still rather have him than JJ and and see then you see what other receivers shake loose. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Well, yeah, I thought that was just, I, I thought that was uh, overstated there. That's uh, fine. But, but you asked Zach about uh, the punter, Aaron Sipos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first you've heard his name. Uh, second, I think. But then he started to answer and then you cut him off and give your opinion. Come on. Yeah, that's a bad job. I've been doing that. Yeah. I do that way too often. That's a, yeah. a real, but, but that that's like next flaw. level when you ask that, I mean, that's just rubbing it in his face. Eh, We'll try to cut those out. Fair enough. Uh, and then Zach, uh, you know, I wrote down what time is it? Question mark. Here's my exact note. What time is it? Question mark. We really don't need to know who they added on waivers in 2016. I promise. And I have a feeling uh, Marissa was probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> it was like the last 10 minutes of the a little itchy at the top of this crown. Okay. Well, all right. All right. So those were my uh, Zach is in protest. Over He's the still upset about the 49 the beats, yeah, yeah, which I respect. All right, let's get to some of these other roster moves. Okay, so you kind of gave a little hint there. So they're wide receivers that they keep. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, J.J. Arthega, Whiteside. Do you have any other thoughts on the on the decision to move Fulgham? Like, do you think Fulgham, what here, let me ask it this way. What percentage chance do you give that Fulgham uh, at some point, uh, I guess the rest of his career, is a is a productive starter on an NFL team. The rest of his career is a productive starter, or is ever a no, productive at, starter at, again? At some point, like for no. it could even just be for a season, because you know that's all they should really care about. Twenty percent. Okay. Uh, and for Arthega Whiteside, that would be like five percent. Okay. Um, I also wonder, uh, like, I wonder if they go if, if who knows what shakes loose on waivers. I wonder if Greg Ward's spot is entirely safe. Um, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at that thinking, why do they need a, you know, well, I, I think once I was playing the slots and so now you got like, you got nothing but slots. Right. So why? Well, yeah. I don't know why you like need a, to keep a Greg Ward, like a casino in here. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's a somewhat interesting wide. It's receiver interesting. Group, I think a lot know? depends on if like, if Quez Watkins is for real, yeah. Um, and also if, if Jalen Rager can be a little bit more consistent. Okay. Uh, do you think Fulgham will land on a roster this year? Yes. 
do you think- I do like I do trust that like I mean how he was able to get a pick for Matt Pryor. I trust that if Fulgham wasn't going to make the team, he shopped him around and nobody offered anything. But how I would be that? you can get a swap for Matt right. Pryor and nothing for Fulgham. Right. right. Um, but I do I think I think I would expect that he gets claimed. Okay. Tomorrow like tomorrow, but we'll see. Do you think any part of this had to do with the organization trying to save a little face and say, we didn't uh, waste a pick on JJ Ortega Whiteside. He's still salvageable. I think if JJ Ortega Whiteside had not been, I don't know if it was a a conscious thing. Right. Um, But I think if he had not been anchored as a second round pick, he would not be on the roster. I mean, this was like his least productive training camp of the three training camps. He had a, he had a nice preseason game. He had a good special teams block, but there's this, uh, there's this idea that like he he's really proven he can play special teams like i don't think that's the case um he didn't play it at all his first two seasons like barely uh he was better at it this this summer than he has been in the past but like he's not some special teams ace he's no he's no kelly washington so well i was always wondering why that wasn't the case you know i think even his rookie year i'm going he's a good blocker like, like you yeah he seemed he, he seems to work hard try hard be coachable uh good blocker physical like you know, the straight line speed, right? He tested well uh, coming out of Stanford. I was like, why, you know, why is his floor? I, I remember thinking, why can't his floor be a fourth or fifth wide receiver who's good on special teams? And it was like, well, he doesn't play special teams. Well, why doesn't he play? Why, why did it take till his third season until mm-hmm. he's doing anything on special teams? That I never really understood. I, I agree. Okay. All right. So that's the uh, wide receiver. By the way, just just so you know, this is a Kansas City Royals shirt. You get it? How I pulled that all together? Royals. Mm, you really thought about this. Sure did. You got, you got Bo some, Jackson, uh, obviously. You got some Burger King uh, tidy whities on or something, or what else? That'd be good. That'd be a good ad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when's your your birthday, June? If anybody's looking, <laughs> if anybody's looking to get Bo something, I'll still be the reigning <laughs> champ at that point. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Tight ends, uh, Zach Ertz. It continues to be weird to me. Yeah, still on the team with Dallas Goddard, uh, Jack Stoll, and Tyree Jackson. So how does how does this play out with the Tyree Jackson? I think this is what you were explaining earlier. So they have to wait until after four o'clock tomorrow to place Tyree Jackson on injured reserve. So after they've already added and cut guys, um, okay. Sirianni gave a gave a uh, mentioned Tyree Jackson when he was asked if there was anybody who like. At the end of the spring, he would not have foreseen being on this roster. And he said, like, he, he's like loath to give specifics about this. But even he was like, well, you know, Tyree Jackson was a quarterback last year. There's no way I expected that. And and he showed enough. I, uh, I'm still not sure that they shouldn't have just put him on injured reserve, like season ending injured reserve. Uh, the fact that they're they're holding him so that they can bring him back at some point tells you that they think that he can actually contribute this season. Now, maybe it's just they want him to be able to practice for his long-term development, but that's a big leap to take to hold a roster spot uh, just just for that possibility. So uh, it's interesting. Marissa made the point that we should mention for our audio listeners that Zach's internet cut out, or they might <laughs> really think that he just left. I forgot that not, not everyone is watching. You know, it might have been fun if I just didn't... Uh, didn't address he it. He didn't answer my uh, message. Yeah, so his, I'm a his, he did text about us. He, he texted oh. us, and I'll read you exactly what he said. He said, "Sorry, internet per came borks." <laughs> and then, and then he then he said, "Problems." It was some kind of uh, mistake. I'm sure. Given per how came this borks. episode is gone, he's going to be thrilled that you read that. Uh, <laughs> read that verbatim. <laughs> All right, uh, offensive lineman. We have we have a left tackle. 
I think we knew we had a left tackle, but you know, it's announced. Right. Jordan Mailata, what a story. Week one, not not quite as impressive as uh, as Michael Dunn, but uh, you know it's sort of the Eagles like a poor man's version of that. You know Jordan Mailata. I remember the year. What was it? Two thousand eighteen? Was it? When did he get drafted? 18, 19? 18. 18. And uh, you know there was the thing like they worked him out, and I think we thought, all right, this is going to be an undrafted free agent. I don't remember. If yeah, they, they brought him in for a pre-draft visit, right? Did we predict undrafted free agents back then? I don't know. I was. I I, I had predicted him as a seventh round pick in a mock draft. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then he gets there. He's doing a lot of media because he was an interesting story. The peanuts and, thing. Yeah, he had a great personality off the bat. And now season four, the the man's going to be starting at, at left tackle. Good for him. And he's fully earned it. Like fully earned, without it. a doubt. And yeah. uh, there, uh, like so, Sirianni. You know, I asked him about because he had said Hertz is like, you know, you've seen practice. He's taking all the reps with the ones, you know, that he's the starter. He's the starter. And so I said, is it the same with my He's been taking all the reps. And he said, yeah. And, and I think half of what he said was true and half was not. Um, you know, he said like Dillard had a really good summer. Um, he just got injured. And then like when he was gone, the whole, the first team offensive line really like coalesced, but my has had like a great summer. You know, I think that that part is true. My Lotta has had a great summer and I did, you know, I did the ranking of one to 84 and my Lotta was number one on that list because he had so much to play for and he was dominant. I think he's been really good. I think there's a chance that he is like that. He's a pro bowl caliber player at some point. Mm, um, okay. Whereas Dillard, you know, Dillard has not been good. Um, maybe we overvalue one-on-ones because he gets really pushed around in one-on-ones. And he's a little bit better in team drills, but I've seen him getting pushed around in team drills, especially early in camp. He was, I thought, much better in the preseason game against the Jets. I thought, I thought he was fine. Um, so, like, I I think it's reasonable for them to keep him around, but I also think it's like plain to the naked eye that that Jordan Mailata is is so far ahead of him. Uh, most likely scenario for Andre Dillard, let's say he had to play this year, would it be uh, above average starter? No competent starter, below average starter, or a complete disaster. Like to would, the point, I would say below average starter. Okay, Zach. I would say if he if Dillard had to play below average starter, yes. Okay, I would maybe agree with that. maybe league average, but I was thinking maybe, season. but I was thinking maybe needed needed to be replaced bad. Mm. Okay, all right. So what's more likely that he? Uh, is a disaster who needs to be replaced or that he's a like solid competent starter. I think it's more likely that he starts fewer than 10 career games than he ever has a season as a starter. Really? I don't, I'll take you up on that. Okay. All right. What do we bet? I think somebody might give him a chance once I and he doesn't do a good I, job. And, and, and that's I it. I don't want those BK undies either. So mm. think, think of something else. Okay. Pastaficios. We haven't done a pastaficios. Right. It is. So, so what did you say? Uh, you you said it's more likely that he plays starts fewer than ten games. Yes. Than that he's a competent starter for like a season. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll take you up on that. Okay. Um, Zach, we lost yeah, you there I'm, for. I apologize. There. I okay. We were talking I football. Changed, the reason yeah. I changed rooms tonight was was because I'm I like that all room. types. I'm having all types of internet issues, so I thought I would go closer to the router, but. Okay. It, we, I, I, I might need to unhook some wires and, and do a bunch of that. But I apologize, man stuff. 
I apologize that I texted uh, the two of you and I didn't text Marissa. Um, I apologize. Okay, Zach. I was just worried about you. We did. I was frantic. We have been meaning to compliment your background. That's a it's a lovely uh, painting Great that you have background. behind you. Yeah. Well, is it you. a photograph or a painting? Uh, that is a painting. It's from my it's my grandmother's. Standard. Love it. No. And anyways, big fan. Uh, All right. So what I was going to tell you, Zach, is that we went over the wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, you don't have to force a take. Do you have any any points you wanted to make there? Of course, Travis Fulgham, Fulgham gone. Sure. Uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside still around, and uh, you know the tight ends. I don't think there was anything yeah. we really need to get into. Sure. In in fear of sounding repetitive, because uh, I I don't know what you guys said, but um, we didn't make any good points. So I I was Accurate. I was. Uh, mildly surprised in that I thought the way Travis Fulgham played last year, the demonstrated performance uh, bought him enough equity to make the team. That said, in watching practices, I don't think he deserved to be on the team based on the practices, right? And this is a new coaching staff. And if you're going to have five weeks of practice and four uh, joint practices and three preseason games, those need to matter too. And I, I understand Aaron Moorhead's still here, but I, I, uh, it, I mean, Nick Sirianni's a, a new coach. It's a, it's a new staff. So I, I don't think Travis Fulgham earned it based on what has happened this summer. Uh, but I am mildly surprised given that the month of October he had last year, that, that was real. And that's hard for a receiver to do. It's kind of like when Don Brown got hot in June, right? Yeah. The Moorhead yeah. thing is interesting because Moorhead was the coach last year when he was like bizarrely benched in favor of Alshon Jeffrey. So you wonder what, what those. Did we lose Bo now? Did you send your internet over to yeah. Bo? Nice maybe job. it's a, maybe it's a Philadelphia thing. Oh, right? Can you hear Bo me now? Back. Yeah. yeah Bo okay. Is back. I was going to say, um, did you hear what I said about Moorhead? Oh, we heard it all. Yeah, good point. Okay. No, right. I was saying, I was saying, the Moorhead dynamics interesting because he was the coach last year when you know he was bizarrely benched for Alshon Jeffrey. So you wonder what those dynamics are like. Uh, but Zach, Sheila, and I were discussing. Tell me if do you think it's fair that like to read Arthega Whiteside over Fulgham as like Nick Sirianni getting his way as like mm. the camp mattering more than the larger picture, or you think that just Howie doesn't think that he's any good? That's an interesting point. You know, there's there's not such a huge organizational investment, right? That that perhaps Howie, yeah, perhaps Howie's willing to give that one to Sirianni. Um, Sirianni did say today. I don't know if you guys mentioned this. That special teams was a big factor in it. In that, uh, I mean, clearly Travis Fulgham's not a top great receiver. Quez Watkins is, and if you're the fifth receiver on the team, you you need to play special teams. And JJ is a willing special. Uh oh. Uh, oh I no. think you I think you guys are nuts. I mean, if Howie Roseman felt even an ounce of you know strongly that he wanted Travis Fulgham on the roster and thought thought he could be a starting caliber receiver, he's on the roster. I mean, I like like a a coach who won the Super Bowl didn't have any juice. This is this is Nick Sirianni. All due respect. Yeah, but He's like not, you're starting the relationship. From that's scratch. fine. All right. So so again, yeah. So if you're throwing him a bone and saying, "All right, I want to make sure we're 
building this relationship different or it's working, you know, the issues we've had in the past don't creep up here, then that's fine. But that means you probably didn't feel that strongly about Travis Fulgham. Yeah, I, mean, I think you know, that's fair. Maybe if you yeah. wanted it, you're right. If you, if it, if it came down to it and you said, all right, Howie, who would you want? And he said, Fulgham and uh, Sirianni said, uh, Ortega Whiteside, how he, you know, it wasn't like he was going to pound the table for full gum. Then yes, I could see it. All right. You know, I want uh full gum, but Hey, we want to get you the guys who can compete and you've been around them every day. And it's a collaborative thing, you know, your the position, way things, yeah. all, then that's fine. But if it, if it was stronger than that, where he really, you know, felt like oh, right, yeah, I agree with that can be a starter, then there's zero chance that they would say, all right, yeah, let's, let's go. I agree with that. Okay. All right, so that's the only. I'm sorry is, for my internet tonight, guys. By the way, okay. I'm, I'm it, is disappo- it is disappointing because uh, you know I think when they hired Sirianni and as we've discussed for much of the off season and in the practices I've been at, and you guys can clarify if this is common or not. But I mean, he, Sirianni's coaching up those wide receivers all sure. the time. I mean, he's with that group. He knows them well, and it felt like Fulgham showed the talent. Bo, you know, you did the research last year, where it's just like uncommon. I mean, you can't take for granted how hard it is to be good in the NFL that someone would be able to put together those numbers for four games. Like it's almost, it's impossible to happen by accident. You have to have a certain level of talent that is very hard to reach. And so I think if you're just a fan, it is disappointing because I think you probably came into this saying, man, they might've hit on somebody who's not making a lot of money, who could be a starting caliber receiver was a skill set that these other guys don't have. That's another aspect to it. You know, his skill set is not redundant with a quiz Watkins or a Devante Smith. And now it's like, well, that experiment is over. So um, it will be an interesting career to watch. And Zach, as we were saying earlier, probably one that, you know, will continue to kind of report on and and sort of figure out why did they make this decision? Why, how is it that a guy can have that stretch and then have, you know, multiple coaching staffs say, it's not happening. Right. You know, we it's not worth the trouble because that is unusual. Usually talent um, kind of wins out there. All right. We don't have to totally believe we've already belabored it. And I know we have other positions to get to, but it's it, like they wanted Fulgham to be the guy. Yes. Like he started camp as one of the three Good starters. Point. So like it's not like he was fighting an uphill battle. He really just totally plummeted down the depth chart. Okay, rest of the offensive linemen. So Jordan Mailata, Isaac Sayamalu, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. Landon Dickerson, Andre Dillard, Jack Driscoll, Nate Herbig, Brett Toth. Toth, correct. right? Correct. Yep. Brett Toth. Now, one thing I want to clarify, I think we've been, um, some people have mentioned, every time we talk about the offense, it's if the offensive line can stay healthy with, yeah. with that. I will drinking say, game. well, that's not totally my uh, take on it. Like, I think they can withstand league average injuries and still be an above average offensive line. I think that's the depth on the roster. So like last year was one extreme last year was they were the most injured offensive line in the entire NFL by football outsiders, adjusted games, lost metrics. So like if a couple of these guys go down, if you lose one person for the year, if you lose a couple of guys for four to six games, like, you know, that that's sort of why you drafted Landon Dickerson. That's why you're keeping Andre Dillard on the roster. You know, Jack Driscoll, Nate, like these guys have, started games. I'm not saying they're going to come in and be pro bowlers. I also don't think their season would be ruined if they had league average uh, injuries on the offensive line. And if you look around the league, like not a lot of, I I would say there's probably fewer than 10 teams. Uh, The Browns of course would be one of those that you could uh, could say that about that. They they can withstand some injuries and still be okay up front. I mean, some of these teams, like you look at a team like the Chicago bears, right now i mean it, it like is jp starting at left tackle yeah he's starting Jeez. at left tackle 
you know, if they suffer one injury at a tackle spot, I mean, I think they're already going to have like a bottom five offense, but that would really torpedo their season. So there, there are more teams like that than um, you would think of. Um, anything else on? Give me a little Landon Dickerson. I mean, what can I expect from this guy? I guess from now, let's say from now in the first half of the season. Both forecasted that one, so I'll, I'll defer to you. Both uh, spoken well, enough, Zach. I want to hear true. your no, voice. no, no. Bo is our our resident Landon Dickerson expert. <laughs> I don't know about that. I I think uh, I think the Dickerson read for me is that they correctly prioritized his long term development over the short term single roster spot. I don't think he's going to be ready to play the first couple weeks. Uh, but I think soon enough he will be the top interior offensive lineman backup. He's. I was interested to see that his first practice the other day. He started at center, uh, not at one of the guard spots, which sort of makes sense because Herbig has had trouble snapping the ball. Uh, the flip side is, you know, you need to really know the offense. I feel to uh, to be able to step in right away as a center. So he hasn't been practicing all summer. That's probably a, a, a nice endorsement for for what he's been doing behind the scenes. Um, I think I think I think if there's an injury that forces him into the lineup, he doesn't leave the lineup. Even if it's at center? I think if it, if he, I think if it's at center and he plays well at center, he then moves to left guard and say Amalu leaves. Okay. I don't think he's replacing Kelsey. If Kelsey's healthy, he's no, but I think he stays in the lineup. Yeah, but that would be a weird situation. That's not going to happen. If Kelsey gets injured, he comes in, plays well for Kelsey, and then they see they see a say Malu. Yeah. When Kelsey gets healthy, you think that? Do you think that? I think it's very possible. Okay. Yeah. I think well, how poor? What would say a Malu? How poorly? And I don't mean he's going to play poorly, but like what would have to happen with say a Malu for the non-injury for them to just say, all right, Dickerson's replacing you? Like, like if he has a couple bad games, could you see that happening? They've done it twice before. Okay. Zach, agree with that? How does Dickerson how does Dick can Dickerson just push say Amalu for a starting yeah. job, not injury? Not 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 injury, unless you don't think so. If say Amalu is like, starting left guard. Unless he's like egregiously bad. Okay, so you uh, think you have to be egregiously bad. Yes, but I, I I do think they're they're grooming Dick. I mean he's he's gonna be a, a week one starter next year. Of course. So, yeah. If you had to, now, I had this conversation now, with the with with Dave Zangara. If you had to guess what position he starts at next year, what would it be? Center. You think it will be center? You think Kelsey's gone? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Uh, a, a real quick, I'm going to butter Bo up here because he 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 does deserve it. Okay. I, I've had enough. This is I mean, this can be thirty really? seconds. This can be thirty to seconds. Solo host this. I'm, I'm just going to no. I'm, I'm just going to tell you this is why here. the great ones are great. Okay. Oh uh, gosh. practice yesterday. This is the episode I chose to host yeah. practice yesterday. So. Um, you know, first, uh, first practice back, uh, this week, right. Uh, the, we're on the sideline. The wide receivers are practicing right in front of us. Gardner Minshew is here for the first day. All eyes are on Gardner Minshew's first practice. Bo Wolf is 40 feet away watching offensive line one-on-ones. So I, I, I just uh, individuals, not one-on-ones, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. We, we mess with him here, but, uh, but that's why he, he, he knows what he does. Please. He's not, he is, yeah, he I don't, I'm not sure that, I needed to be gassed up for that. But. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, I think Worst episode of the year. 
please go, you know, please go review and say Shield was outstanding yeah. as the host, but that was the worst that Birds of Friends episode of the year. If there's Sorry. anything like that again, I'm unsubscribing. I'm leaving one. Let's star. get let's have a little roast bow with hashtag uh, BWF Shields butt. Okay, that's gonna become a very interesting hashtag. All right, defensive line here. Brandon I will. I know. I, I can't believe I'm. You're gonna be Zach, even. You're gonna be on, even Zach, mad at me for this. Hold on, Zach. I did rip Bo for you know when I was doing the. I think you weren't on for this when he asked you the Aaron Sipa. I, I mean, I just got to roast Bo as much as I can here. He yeah, asked you the Aaron Sipas question last pod. You start answering, and he cuts you off and gives you his answer. Yes. I mean, come on. Okay, well, you did notice show. that. Good. Yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. Now show. we're I'm talking. All right. Yeah. Now we're talking. What else? <laughs> What are the five most annoying? <laughs> All right, we can hear you. Sir. What were you saying? Bob? I was so just before we move on to the offensive line. I know that this is silly, but I, I do. I think Coyote Awashika, unbelievable. I I think that he is. I'm telling you, I think that he's a better long term prospect than Brett Toth, for instance. Uh, and I, if I were them, I would have kept him on the roster and cut somebody else to make sure he didn't get claimed. Okay. That's all. Marissa, if we'll we have to do done. any of those extra episodes that, you know, like 10 people here, uh, just message Bo and say, Bo, I like, you don't yep. have to sign on with him. Just say, give me 10 minutes on uh, and yes. I'll, I'll just post it. Uh, we need no further communication on this. <laughs> Deal. I don't think Jeff Stoutland knows as much about Coyote Awashika. Well, I mean, I can is. guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I would, uh, I would agree. All right. Defensive line. Somehow defensive an line. hour 20 yes. in and we're talking about the defense. Yeah, so this is not how I wanted this episode to go. Brandon Gray, Fletcher Cox, yeah. Javon Hargrave. I've got Zach's story up, by the way, which, of course, you can read at theathletic.com. Uh, theathletic.com slash birds with friends. 50% off. People are using that. Oh, checking mm -hmm. the numbers today. People are starting to oh, use good. that. Season's starting <laughs> up, so definitely uh, sign on there. Graham Cox, Hargrave, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, Milton Williams, Ryan Kerrigan, Teron Jackson. Yep. Yep. Tehran. Okay. Like Tehran Davenport, our former yeah. beat friend, and Marlon Downey, Tui Peloto. Yes. Which, so, which that was not hard to say, by the way. If anybody no. is like, gee, Marlon, oh, geez, T, it, it really Tui Peloto. It's easy. really not hard. All right. Go ahead. Uh, so, real quick here, we don't need to get into the top of the depth chart. Everyone knows those guys, right? You know, there's there's questions about Sweat Barnett, but. Everyone knows those guys. The The big thing here, my 30 seconds on, on this, is they're noticeably thin at defensive tackle uh, after the top two. And then Milton Williams, if, if you think he's going to be a primarily a, a, a defensive tackle. So curious to see what they do at that spot if they add there. The big thing here was them keeping both sixth-round picks, uh, Jackson and Tuli and Tuli. I'm sorry, I that's okay. Marlin, Tui um, yes, Tuli Pilo too. Uh, and and uh, Howie Roseman said, like, clearly, you know, these guys are, are not where you know they need to be yet, right? Um, they're it's it's going to take some time, but the team has seen progress in both of them. Um, they drafted them as developmental players. Uh, they have, and we touched on this earlier, they've had experiences in the past where they've cut guys uh, and they kept an older player. Then they had the draft to replace him soon. So, so these, the, I, I think the, the big thing with the 53 here is keeping these two sixth round picks because I don't think they were like uh, two of the 53 best players on the roster this summer, if that makes sense. I think Teron Jackson was Tom Donahoe. 
right? Ooh. You know, they, they needed to yeah. keep it. They needed like if, if you're giving up on Tui Peloto, he's going, I told you, what was the guy's name he wanted? He no, wanted the other Milton tackle. Right? Was really, Ali McNeil. Really he wanted Ali McNeil. He wanted, but, yeah, but then, Bo, you made the point, I think, that the draft that, well, he got the Ali McNeil type defensive tackle in the next round into yeah, Peloto. There's no yeah. way to read like the, the no. summer and not as not a ringing endorsement of Milton Williams so far. Um, I would say I, the, the Tui Peloto thing is interesting. He's, he was the biggest surprise to make the roster. He wasn't on any of the, the predicted ones, uh, in, in the contest. He was bad in the first two preseason games, like getting pushed around all over the place. What I'm curious about here is, uh, is the order of operations because PEMDAS. if they if they are going to uh, wave to Pelotu tomorrow when they make other claims, he's now at a point where by by making the initial roster, he's more on other teams' radars because they know that the Eagles thought he was good enough to make the initial roster. So he he's more likely to get claimed, I think, if he's waived tomorrow than he would have been if he was waived today, and if they had kept Hassan Ridgeway instead of him, they could have just released him tomorrow and nobody would have, you know, he, he wouldn't be uh, subject to waivers. This is the same thing they did with Tuhill last year. Uh, and so if they lose him now, wrap it up. If they lose him now, that is like, that's a mistake of reading the market. Okay. That's all. You can, uh, that, that also can be a, um, Standalone episode. I think maybe we can turn these into uh, into daily ones. I'm we're I'm, we're not spending any more time on this at the hour. And then Teron Jackson, minutes. I think, flashed at points. He was extremely up and down. I think the fact that they have the long term defensive end question marks is why was why they kept him. Fair L- linebackers. Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton. Do you know Alex Singleton? What do you think his odds are to uh, lead the NFL in tackles? Two to one. <laughs> No, I uh, I would say sixty-five to one. Oh, give me those odds. Is that what it uh, is? Well, it's uh, oh, it's, oh, this no, is actually listed? more than that. I think it was plus six. I think it was plus sixty-six hundred. Oh, okay. what a good yeah. bet! So oh, I was thinking this. One. By the way, if you're, we talked about the Eagles' odds to win the uh, division. Uh oh, last episode. No, Jack uh, getting spammed by a porn bot. It looks like. Oh gosh, how did this happen? <laughs> This, I'm linking this to Bo wearing a you know crown and scepter and saying, um, Marissa, quick on the block. Nice wow, job. Marissa block. crushed on. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, People miss that booty do call decree, yeah. You will, shall never return. <laughs> if you're thinking about uh, betting on the Eagles to win the division, I would suggest instead of doing that, bet on Nick Sirianni to win coach of the year. Because I think Ooh, if they oh. win the division... No, it's not the exact same thing. But if they win the division with this roster, win like 10 games, you know, he's going to be on the short list there. And the odds are much, much, much better for that. Like, I think it was like plus 2,000 or something. I'd have to double check that. So, uh, something to think about as you, uh, of course, and if you to bet MGM. If you like Seals, you know, gambling picks this year on the Athletic Football Show on Fridays, him and mm. Nate Tice will be bringing you Ooh. lots of fun lines go. and props. Yes. So, in addition will, to listening to Birds with Friends, be sure to download the Athletic Football Show as well. And I will give one more plug tomorrow on the Athletic are my uh, 32 bold and not so bold predictions, one mm. for each team. 
Good call, Most always. Fun every year. Uh, you know, a lot of them are not the. Uh, I, it wasn't my best version. I feel like some of them I was struggling a little bit. However, my one can always be Eagles, your best. Yeah, my one for the Eagles was not the most bold, but I said, "I'll give this one away." You still got to subscribe to read the rest. The Eagles will lead the league in sacks. What do you think? Oh, um, not like the most spicy, but a little spice, it could, right? It could, it could happen. Sure. Yeah. You know what would be a fun one? Lead the league in turnovers, like this, like the Gannon thing really hits. Mm. No pun intended. Now would that just be takeaways or turnover margin? Mm, good question. Well, yeah, it got to be takeaways because they're yeah. I feel like they're going to turn the ball over. All right, uh, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, T.J. Edwards, Davion Taylor, Patrick Johnson, Janard. All these linebackers, man. Wow. Yes, Marty, a little heavy. Sean Bradley. Why do they need all now, these linebackers? I, so for? I, I think <laughs> at least two of these guys will go on IR this this week. I, I would imagine okay. Davion Taylor goes on IR. And then there's a chance. Gennard Maybe Avery. Avery. Yeah. Yeah. Jannard Avery has uh, two groin injuries. So <laughs> never good. <laughs> both groins are injured. So how do I get one of these on other groins? Well. Yeah. I don't know. I, okay. You do. Hey, yeah, you do have two groins. You got the butterfly stretch. Every yeah, day. yeah. 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 It's all connected. It's a good one with your kids. You know, kids can do that butterfly stretch mm. like nobody else. I mean, but they put the grown-ups to shame with that bad boy. All right. Yeah. So there's a little heavy at linebacker. There was some talk that they might be interested in trading one of these guys. Um, but given the weaknesses elsewhere, it sort of makes sense, especially as Zach said, is they need they just need guys who are gonna play once those other guys go on IR. Okay. Quarterback, Darius. Jacoby Sleep is the only draft pick not to make the team. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh Darius Slay, Steve Nelson, Avante Maddox. Zach McPherson, Josiah Scott. So what's that? Five? Five. Yes, five. Uh, okay. uh, both Bo and I uh, predicted this, so I'm happy I'm consistent with uh, Bo on this one. Uh, <laughs> the minor surprise here, if if you'll call it that, is Josiah Scott over Craig James. But I, I think in Craig James's case, this would have been the second consecutive year he would make it with an injury, right? Yeah. So Give me club uh, in the tub two years in yeah, a row. What are we doing? That's a health thing. I like the way Josiah Scott's played, um, and, and I, I think he's, he's a good backup. It up. He's turned it up of late. Yeah, and I, I think he's he's a good backup for, for Maddox in the slot, and potentially, look, if you're thinking about the roster beyond this season, if Maddox leaves in free agency, maybe Josiah Scott's ready to step in to be your slot corner next year. So uh, certainly something to watch. But I uh, And hard, hard I, to imagine they were going to cut him after trading a pick for him a couple months ago, a late-round pick as sure. it was. Sure. Who's 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 my outside corner if Slayer Nelson gets injured? It's McPherson, McPherson. which I think I think they're going to add somebody here. Okay. Add yeah, I think the positions to watch for them to add are are D tackle, wide receiver, running back, and defensive back. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Those four spots. Uh, Bo, someone was mentioning you just forget about Sua Opeta that quickly, huh? I mean, no mention. I still love Sua. Mention. I still I mean, love my Sua. My gosh, to be one of your exes, unbelievable! I, I still love Didn't Sua. Mean nothing. I think he can. I think he. I think he's a wow. good player. Uh, but there is less upside. He's three years older than Awashika, uh, and he did. Oh, he 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 did uh, decline a little bit over the course of camp. He came out. He came out firing, and he 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 did not have a good game on. Uh, Friday night in the preseason finale. I think he'll be back on the practice squad if he doesn't get claimed. The, uh, John says the Texans traded a sixth last week for a cornerback and cut him today. Is that true? Who was the cornerback? I missed that. Oh I can't gosh. keep up with the Texans. I know nothing about, like, as I'm trying to do this Texans prediction, I'm like, dude, I've just ignored You could this tell team. me anything about their roster. 
I just made an Easter bee joke and moved on to the next section. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's really it. been my I, MO all off season. Yeah, I mean, they got some, they got some interesting. There's nothing guys, interesting. You know, what do you mean? Interesting. They have four, they have five veteran running backs for some reason. Yeah. I mean, they like I, I, Desmond King. Like, I'm, intrigued by, I'm, I'm intrigued by Nico Collins. Okay, I mean, you're the that was one. a ridiculous trade up. Unbelievable. Yeah. They traded up for Nico Collins. They had like Nico Collins is now if 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 you were a big Donovan People Jones guy one year ago, then you should be like an even a bigger Nico Collins guy. I think well, I he wasn't as good. Up. He didn't he didn't test as well as People's Jones. True. True. Yeah, I had I think I had a nice uh People's Jones endorsement you, on one of you our did. wide yeah, receiver you did. It would actually be fun yeah. for uh, a, a slow episode to, to read thousand to, yards people, to Donovan that. People's Jones this year. I think Zach Jackson's been talking about how he's had a yeah, great camp. So that's right. Yeah. There we go. By the way, I, I I I do think it's it's worth pointing out, Marissa and Shield, they're like the uh, taxi squad players in high school where you know, like they spend time with us on the JV team on Fridays, but then they get promoted to varsity. Yeah. Right? So, they're slumming it with us right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so they go to the NFL football yeah. show and they're like, can you believe those other guys? They, they, they get, you know, they're, they're talking about backup offensive linemen. Yeah. <laughs> I right. have the best time with you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Safeties. Someone, someone made the point Rasul Douglas is out there. This is a scheme. Rasul Douglas as my I fourth don't know. corner. I mean, he's got, he's got cut by so many teams. That's fine. Yeah. You're playing zone coverage, eyes on the I mean, quarterback. You want to bring him into the practice squad, that's teammate. fine. He's fine. No, bring him into the practice squad, that's fine. So I always like the Russell Douglas. Me too. So safeties. Uh, safeties. The, the thing that jumps out with safety here is obviously Roddy McLeod's back. So he does not start the season on, on Pup. Uh whether he plays Monday, oh, I'm sorry, whether he, he plays Sunday or, or not, we will see. But uh, he said all along this offseason, he thinks he'll, he'll be back week one. So him him being there, then they go four safeties, a little light considering that McLeod and Wallace have both been injured, right? So you really have to have, you're going to have to either call someone up from practice squad on game day or you're going to need those guys out there. Um, Andrew Adams did not make it. Uh, Bo was correct on that one. Uh, now, perhaps he's someone that they add a little later on, and he 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 plays this weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back. And I think uh, my guy Elijah Riley will be back on the practice squad if he makes it through. He got dinged up; he didn't even All play in the guys preseason got, finale. Are gone? Opeta, Awashika, and Riley. Yeah, you're, you gotta make you know, tough. You gotta make tough decisions as a king. You gotta do what's you're, best. You know, you're not for the like kingdom. A, like a like a team guy you know you're so happy you can't hide your joy you're so happy at your individual achievement when all these people you what do the kids say stand for how you else were, am were, i going to be able to stand how else am i going to be able to help stand. all my children coyote deandre carter sua opetta elijah riley how can i help them if i don't get power first uh Sorry, did you? Is Rodney McLeod going to be on the field for Week One? Sorry, did you? I think so. I, so think, that's, I think as 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 light as the numbers are here, it's an indication that he's going to be ready soon. Okay. All right, Zach, do you agree with that? I do. Okay. I now uh, physically, I don't know if he'll be ready or 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 not, but I I don't think he's the kind of player who needs to have like three weeks in this defense in practice. I, I think he's he's ready to step in as long as physically he's able to do so. Okay. 
An hour 33 in. Unbelievable. Now, the song was about a half an hour, so yes. I, do, I don't think I can be. I think the running time was 3.30. Uh, yeah. And my technical think. difficulties didn't help. I apologize there. Okay. And uh, right. now we're doing super sarcastic? No. <laughs> I, I, had some, uh, I had some notes that I will say for the next episode. Oh. How did everything go last oh. week, by the way? If, if we're allowed to ask. Uh, well, it was a very interesting. I mean, boy, you're really out there for these. Uh, wait, what are you talking about last week? The butt shot? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, mean, I wasn't I was sure. To... Then you looked confused yeah. when I started to get into no. it. No, 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 no. I was, yeah. You know, they, uh, they I want to make sure you're out. okay. They put a little uh, numbing, you know, the first needles. Little okay. Boom. Yep. You, know, you got to be tough about it. They, does it hurt? Well, yeah, it hurts, but like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, you know, then the set, I didn't even notice when the second needle went in because it's like, you know, I thought it was just one and it was just in there, but the second needle went in. And so we'll see how it goes. Got to test it for the next month. See how the IT band feels. See how the glute feels, the hip go from there. Thank Good. you for okay. asking. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any other questions? I mean, I'm an open book here. Yeah, how 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 did you 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 tweeted that you started to feel what uh, some humans call emotions when you yeah. had the kids dropped off? I was just off. gonna ask this. That's that was mother. strange. How was this it? Is what happens? Yeah, what did you feel? Cool. Give us a little. It just things, you know, I, feelings. Yeah, very odd. A little nostalgia. Did it go well? Yeah, it's it's gone great. I do a little walk every uh, afternoon. Pick her up from uh, the half day kindergarten. Gets me out of the house, a nice 20 minutes, fresh air, good for the mental health, you know, have a good chat on the way home. It's nice. Good. And are they enjoying it so far? Yeah, the public school system is, is paying for my childcare now. That's always where you want to get to. You can it's finally like you afford a, a stepper. You get a raise. Yeah, it's like you get a raise. So everyone's uh, doing good. It's good. The kids are, you know, they're so excited to be back in back in school interacting with other kids, obviously they they've missed that for a long time. So uh, let's keep them in there, you know, we'll safely. Let's keep them in there safely. And uh, thank you to the teachers, of course, for making sure they have a good time every day. Big day here. Jane uh, has been has been so close, so close, so close, and and today finally started making her uh, her forward crawls. She was going all over the place. Oh, nice. Took took mm -hmm. the big step today. So okay. there you go. The birds with friends, babies are all growing up. All growing up. Yeah, don't make Sheila cry. <laughs> uh, we're going to force Sheila to watch Coco and mock him while he cries. Co Ooh. You know, Coco, I would say, is oh, like a, that's definitely. like the best. Wait, wait. Coco is the one with the. Um, the Night of the Dead or the. Uh, hey, you don't get the yeah. guy playing the guitar. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought that's like the best uh, kids' movie I've seen, I think. It's I don't that's I don't disagree. The one with you. That's it's kept so my good. attention the most of any kids movie I would say of like the last you know eight years or whatever. It's really I, I don't I don't disagree. Outstanding. You okay. still I'm still waiting for you to see Coda. And also you know we full recommendation to, for everybody to see uh, uh, Coda uh, as a as a little little date night at home with your uh, significant other. Date night at home. What is that? Uh, the city of God. You know uh, I don't <laughs> know uh, harassment might be too strong of a word. I made yeah, the I agreement. Think it's fair. That I will watch the city of God if I never have to hear about this movie again, <laughs> regardless of what my review is. So uh, if everyone can agree to those terms, then I will watch it before week one. Okay. Deal? okay. Yeah. That's it. All right. So real Subscribe quick. Subscribe to the channel. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, set us this up. Week. So uh, we will be talking to the coordinators this week. We'll be talking to, the, uh, to a few players. We'll be at practice. 
the next few days. Then the Eagles are off uh, this this weekend. You can enjoy your Labor Day weekend. You can watch Georgia Clemson. Um, you know, do whatever you need to do there. And then next week is a game week. So uh, we have a lot of really good, exciting content coming up. I'm excited to uh, to bring that out for everybody. And, and we'll be back on our podcast schedule next week leading up to the Falcons game. If you have any strong feelings about whether you would like the second pod to be recorded as uh, on a Thursday evening, a Thursday late night, you know, maybe like a post-game pod for Thursday night football or a Friday. Listen, we're not committing to anything just because you want it. But if you have strong feelings about it, let Bo know. Hashtag uh, BWF post button. BWF booty call. BWF booty call. All right. Bo, you want to uh, you want to close this out? Yeah, sure. I'm not that emotional where I'm going to okay. you know, connect. Well, uh, for uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure you download, delete, subscribe, evangelize. Subscribe to the channel uh, on YouTube so you get noticed, notified when uh, we've got a live broadcast coming. Follow everybody on Twitter. Uh, tell your family and friends about Michael Dunn. Go buy a jersey. And uh, as always, to all the loyal subjects of the realm, thanks for listening. And as always, we love you. <laughs>